0: Hey everybody, hail and welcome back to another episode of Midgard Musings uh, here on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, whatever podcast platform that you are listening on, hail and welcome. Uh, My name is Jesse, and if this is is your first time uh, listening to my podcast, uh, allow me to thank you and welcome you to the show. Uh, This is a podcast where I uh, talk about various Norse heathenry uh, related type things, uh, Germanic paganism, uh, it's kind of an umbrella term, but it's, uh, all the stuff about like Norse mythology, the, the arch, arch, worldview of, of just kind of how things operated in, uh, pre-Christian Scandinavia. So, um, you may know me from my other platforms that I broadcast on Facebook and YouTube, Um, I would invite you all that you're listening to, please head over to youtube.com slash Midgard Musings. If you go to YouTube and just search Midgard Musings, you'll find me and subscribe to the channel. Um, I do weekly videos up there, usually um, on Sunday nights or early Monday mornings. Just kind of depends on my schedule. Uh, But they are uploaded around the beginning of the week, and uh, they are uploaded once a week. I also go live on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Midgard Musings, and you can – find me on facebook there like the page and i go live on there every sunday night at seven o'clock p.m central time now i know i've got a lot of listeners all over the world matter of fact i just checked the stats today and it looks like i'm in nine different countries all over the world which is mind-boggling um and we just broke over a thousand playbacks um on all of these episodes and I've only been doing this now for maybe just a couple of months. So thank you all for streaming these episodes. If you like them, please support them in any way that you can. If you go to anchor.fm slash Midgard musings, you can uh, support the uh, podcast through monetary uh, donations for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, That is greatly appreciated, but whatever platform that you are listening on, um, I invite you to please uh, it's just either like it favorite it um, share it around um, whatever way you can applaud the episode I'm not sure how all the different uh, platforms uh, kind of operate to allow for listener support but if you can please do so it's greatly appreciated um, today's episode is going to be the part two of how to stumble uh, I did a the last episode I did last week was on symbol. so if you haven't yet just go to the podcast platform that you listen that you're listening on. Uh, find my podcast and search a previous episode. It should be up on from last week's episode, uh, last Wednesday or so. Uh, that was on how to assemble part one. This week's episode is going to be me kind of going back over some things that I had talked about in that episode to just kind of clear the air, maybe correct some things that I was maybe incorrect or slightly off on. Um, after getting some more insight on some various subjects regarding that so I'm not going to go into too much detail about what the previous episode was about you can check that out from last week's episode um, but it's going to be the kind of a uh, you know hashing over some things and just clarifying some stuff in this episode so before we get started I'm going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break get a word from our sponsors and uh, some heathen businesses that I invite you guys to check out that offer various different things or services um, some other artisans maybe. Uh, so check all that stuff out that you hear during the commercial break. Thank you so much for your support. Stick around, and I will be back to talk with you guys here shortly. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. I just wanted to draw your attention to a really cool website – that uh, I've come across and uh, follow on Facebook and really cool stuff for your altar needs, anything that you need to decorate your altar with, specifically uh, wood carvings of uh, gods and goddesses. Um, And I'm talking about Odin's Beard Woodworking. If you go to www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com, check out all the really cool altar pieces that they have. Not only do they have larger altar pieces that you can keep on your altar at home but uh, they also offer really convenient, cool pocket altars, things that you can take with you as and when you travel alright, uh, you can find them on Facebook, Odin's Beard Woodworking uh, and go to wood, Odin's Beard woodworkingcom uh, really great stuff, they're doing wonderful things, um, serving the uh, heathen community, providing really awesome work, I myself have a Thor Uh, altar piece it's a thor pocket altar um and he sits on my altar at all times but he also goes with me when and as i travel uh, great distances so definitely check them out um on facebook odin's beard woodworking and go to their website www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com and get you something to help accentuate your altar today thanks guys Hey guys, real quick, I just wanted to uh, call some attention to a great YouTube channel that I think you all should check out. Uh, he's a friend of mine, a fellow heathen. He's the godhi of the Hridgar folk out there in East Texas, United States. And his name is Eric Wordweaver Shervin, uh, and his YouTube channel is called The Raven's Call. Um, if you go to YouTube and just search The Raven's Call and the YouTube search, you'll find his channel. He does weekly videos. Usually uploads, I believe, on Wednesday, really early Wednesday morning, uh, Central Time. I think his videos typically go up like 4 a.m. Central Time. So they're up really early in the day, in the middle of the week. Great content. Um, really neat approach to, to heathenry. He's got a, a great, um, I think, a great view um, for not just you know heathens coming into this path new, um, but also folks that have kind of been treading this path for a while and are maybe... Uh, learning things as they go and, and Eric's a great source to learn things from I know I've learned a lot so I definitely encourage everybody that's listening here on the podcast to take a moment and go check out Eric's channel again that's the Ravens call uh, he also does some neat uh, media reviews on that channel um, uploaded on a different schedule I think he calls that the uh, raving Ravens reviews uh, it's pretty fun stuff he does like uh, reviews on video games movies movies uh, comics uh basically i think video uh uh, any kind of media really um so that he just started that but anyways really great channel really awesome guy um i've had uh the pleasure of collaborating with him a bit so please go ahead and check out eric's channel appreciate your guys support let's get back to the podcast All right, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for taking the time to stick around. I hope you guys have checked out uh, the stuff from uh, Odin's Beard uh, Woodworking as well as Eric Shervin's channel over on YouTube at the Raven's Call. Really great stuff over there from those uh, fellas. So uh, please check all that out. Uh, So let's go ahead and get started um, on covering some bases that need to just kind of be – Rehashed over. So, um, if you haven't yet, like I said, revisit the last week's episode um, about Sumble. Um, I'm going to be going over some things that uh, I got some clarification on and was able to f- kind of get fact fact checked on. <laughs> uh, say that three times fast. Um, and one of those things, the first thing that uh, we kind of want to go over is in in the previous episode, I had kind of brought up about how. Um, uh, There was a myth or misconception um, about one drinking horn or one drinking cup or one vessel uh, being used in Sumble and, and whether or not that was historical uh, to true fashion. OK, Um. <clears throat> so as I was told or as I kind of learned and fit, was figured out uh, or figured out is that I was kind of correct, and kind of not, um, not exactly right, not exactly wrong, kind of a little in between, and the reason for that is, um, specifically in the saga Beowulf, okay, which is an old English, uh, saga very heavily, uh, pulled from for a lot of, uh, Anglo-Saxon heathens, specifically, I myself am not a, a, a Saxon heathen, or I don't follow the Anglo-Saxon model of heathenry, but... Um, for those that are out there that want to follow Sumble to a very, uh, st- structured and specific way, Beowulf is, w- is one of several great sources to pull from. So in that, uh, poem, in that saga, in that story, if you will, uh, the lady of the hall, who is, a Wealthio, uh, and again, that may not be the correct pronunciation. I was, I heard it pronounced a few different ways, um. But me not being the, the greatest uh, in Old English, I may be butchering the pronunciation. But anyways, uh, Wealthio, uh is the lady of the hall, and she uh, passes a central cup uh, or vessel um, to the king uh, or the lord of the hall, and then to each of the fellows that are present, the warriors that are present, the, the retainers that are there. Um, And each individual warrior, each person has their own drinking cup, of course, their own vessel that they're um, enjoying the libations from, uh, from the beer hall. But there is a definite centralized cup that is passed um, and it's handed around. Now we're going to be getting into the specifics Of handing it around because you may hear about online, you may see uh, people talking about Sumble and that it's, you know, this sort of thing where one person gets a cup and they drink, they toast, they do what they do, and then they pass it on to the next person. That is not uh, correct in the sense of historical examples of how Sumble was done. So in Anglo Saxon heathenry, again, we're going back to this example because it seems to have the most relevance to Sumble um the lady of the hall who hands the vessel the cup the horn whatever it may be to the folks that are gathered there um and then receives it when they're done is called the birla and she's the one who kind of chooses the order of where and and how symbol goes right so we talked about or i talked about in the last episode about how there's this myth that it you know symbol has to be done in a circular fashion uh again not really so but it's dictated or controlled by the birla not the lord of the hall not the symbol if i remember myself correctly uh of me referring to this uh figure the lord of the hall he is not the one who determines the order in which symbol is conducted it is the birla the lady of the hall um so she kind of controls the direction uh in which things are done uh and in, in a lot of times, or in 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 historical times, um, it was quite often done in a fashion where, you know, you went in, you you, you handed the, or the lady of the hall would hand the horn or the cup or whatever the vessel was uh, to the king or whoever that was the highest ranking one there, and then it kind of went in fashion uh, to the next highest ranking or to the next. Uh, and so on and so forth down the line, unless there was a specific reason for an insult to be given, um, by the lady of the hall to kind of skip somebody of greater importance and give it to somebody of lesser importance, uh, for whatever reason, there could be various things going on there. There may be something behind the scenes going on where the king or the lord of the hall wanted to insult one of the, um, participants there, one of the retainers who he couldn't necessarily do so without you know, kind of facing uh, political or uh, uh, some sort of ramification for it. So during the Sumble, uh, it could have been kind of um, thought ahead of time uh, or or figured out ahead of time between uh, the Lord and his queen or the Lord and his wife what whoever uh, that, hey, you need to do this. And then so when it was done, uh, people were kind of they saw it and they were like, what did you just do? And, you know, the King was in a sense, just like, Hey, I'm just, you know, following what the, what the lady's doing. She's in control of this thing. So anyway, it's, it's not necessarily a circular thing because, um, in you know, generally speaking in historical times, the tables would be set up in kind of a, like U shape. So if you picture the letter U, and tables being set up in this sort of horseshoe uh, fashion, uh, the King or the Lord of the hall would sit at the foot or the base of the U, okay, kind of like where that curved part comes when the arms of the U stretch out, uh, would be where the uh, warriors uh, and the attendees of Sumbul would sit on either side. Now, um, again, historically speaking, um, which is really what we're getting into here, focusing on the facts and the historical aspects of it. Ritual, uh, the Sumble ritual was done only between the king and his warriors. Um, Maybe some other nobility that could be present, but it was a it was a ritual to to bring the warriors uh, and their and the king and and his warriors closer together, um, and to build that relationship and 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 for the purposes of you know the the boasting and 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 um, you know the, the the toasts and the boasts and that sort of thing, so that is some. Facts that I was a little bit fuzzy on in the last episode. I think I may have gone into some things that maybe didn't quite hit the nail on the head, but this segment kind of does. Again, When with, with regard to there being one central drinking horn versus multiple cups, yes and no. Um, everybody had their own cups to drink from, but there was a single drinking vessel that the Birla, the Lady of the Hall, would pass around. And there was a specific reason for that. And we're going to get into that here after our next commercial break. So take a minute, fill up your horn, fill up your glass, get your coffee, whatever it is you need, get yourself settled, go take a bathroom break, whatever it is. Um, We're going to hear a couple more things from uh, some, uh, you know, uh, heathen businesses and stuff that I want you guys to check out. Um, So I will be back here after the commercial break. Thanks for listening thus far. hey folks thanks for listening to the podcast I've got something really neat I want to share with you guys Um, if you are looking to engage with someone uh, who is into holistic crystal energy healing um, they are an herbalist aromatherapist, tarot reader Reiki master magical worker things like that I want you guys to check out uh, Stephanie over at mystic moon tree based out of Georgetown California All right, you can check her website out, www.mysticmoontree.com. She is available for in-person and online video chat sessions by appointment only. All right, in addition to the holistic crystal energy workings and things like that, she sells uh, metaphysical and magical supplies, herbal remedies, teas, lotions, soaps, candles, uh, different spells, potions, whole herbs. Um, She also offers the actual spiritual healing sessions, readings, magic lessons. Um, if you are in her area and she can uh, work it out to come to you, she'll do home cleansing and protection, amongst other things. All of her information is on the website. Check out MysticMoonTree.com. Get in touch with Stephanie over there and see how she can help you in areas such as this. So, thank you guys for listening. Let's get back to the podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. Real quick, I just want to call your attention to a really neat little blacksmith shop that I've uh, come across on Facebook. Uh, Don't have any information as far as a website yet because they are still kind of small, but I want to call your attention because I love blacksmithing work and I know a lot of my listeners out here will get into that type of stuff. So um, they're called Old Ways Forge. Uh, They do custom knife orders. Um, and it's by order only. Um, they, you know, make and forge uh, Damascus steel Mjolnir pendants, uh, other pendants and jewelries by request. Uh, check them out on Facebook. They got a lot of neat stuff up on their Facebook page. Uh, and that is going to be facebook.com slash oldwaysforge. O-L-D-W-A-Y-S-F-O-R-G-E. Really simple, easy to find. You can email them uh, for more information or for quotes at uh oldwaysforge at gmail.com check them out let us know what you think thanks guys so much for listening let's get back to the podcast hey all right welcome back everyone all right so uh, thus far, we've covered a couple of things or a few things from uh, last week's episode that I needed to just kind of clear up. One of the things with, which we talked about before the break was how the uh, Lady of the Hall, the Birla, as she's called, uh, has a job to receive and distribute the horn or the cup or the vessel for drinking. Um, so what she is doing is she is controlling the flow of the ritual, she's controlling uh, who gets the cup next, um, and so she will, you know, hand the cup to to someone after they make their toast and drink. They hand it back to her. Nobody finishes their toast or boast or whatever, and then hands it to the next in line. Not even the king. Not even the lord of the hall would do this this is something that is reserved for the birla to do and there's a metaphysical uh elements that uh are are quite deep and complex i'm going to try to hopefully condense it into the the best understanding as as i can can come up with um and what i've been told so the, the 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 nature of symbol right um what we're what we're talking about doing it's it kind of began as a... It's, it's connecting weird in Orlog, right? Um, so the, the, the specific parts uh, or, or, or participants, the, the roles, the positions, um, the Lady of the Hall is essentially almost like, as I understand it, like the Norns, you know, or whatever the Anglo-Saxon equivalent to that is, uh, so, so something that controls the fate uh, or, or, or con- connects... Not necessarily connects, but so so. Let me just kind of go into the the the, the, the details of things. The horn or the cup, okay, is like the needle um, on the weaving wheel. Um, the words that are spoken over the cup uh, and the libation are the threads, and then uh, the lady of the hall, the birla is kind of stitching it all together, connecting the Weird and Orlog of what would be a non-homogeneous collection of people into a group identity, thereby tying uh, Weird together and adding to the luck of not just individuals, but to the luck of the entire collective, of the tribe, the kindred, the Thade, whatever it is um, that you're doing. So there's a lot of metaphysical stuff going on that um, we're going to be referring to some, some sources, one of which, um, I actually recently was, uh, able to acquire a copy of, and that is, um, I think the author's name is Stephen Paulington, and that is the lady with the mead cup. Um, that comes as a highly recommended source, uh, for understanding the dynamic of symbol and, 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 and all the, the meat and potatoes type stuff. So if you get a chance, um, you should be able to purchase it on Amazon. Um, find that book read it i'm actually going to start reading it myself uh, because this is a lot of great information that was given to me and um would like to share that with you guys to you know to check that out so now that we got that kind of part out of the way the next thing uh that we're going to talk about is when last week's episode i talked about two things um that happened during Sumble, and that is a bait and a yelp um and I believe I mentioned about the 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 purposes of that or or the reasons for that is that of kind of increasing um, the luck of the tribe or the or the collective, right? And while that has some aspects, it's more specifically about worth. Okay. Now, here's where it gets. Or here's where it could get off into a whole other episode, which is probably something that will happen here soon. Worth in a heathen context is not the same as what modern folks would understand as being something of value. Okay, worth is in in, our, in, in a heathen context is is in much more complex and and has much more to um, to say about that one word. If you want to know more about it before my next episode, check out. A book by Eric Wodening called We Are Our Deeds. Um, there's some information contained in that small uh, book, and it's not a very long read, but it's very, very important to understand kind of what the arch of heathen worldview uh, is and what it surrounds. Um, but again, the the process of, of doing a bait is the, you know, baits are given to improve or increase. A person's personal worth in the eyes of their people, the folk, the tribe the that they, etc, okay now, once the thing that has been done that you've given a bait on, so let's say for instance, you know, like I mentioned last week, somebody uh, gives a bit to um, lose a certain number of pounds, you know lose weight uh, within a certain period of time after that. Accomplishment has been made, and after you've accomplished that thing, you can then return and give a Yelp um, or boast of accomplishing that said task or goal. Um, so, not only does, like I said, then, you know, it, it's it's more of a of of improving uh, the luck or increasing not not the luck, but the worth uh, of an individual in the eyes of your tribe, because what you've said to do, you have gone and done, and that makes you. Worthy, and it it builds your worth, and it makes you more valuable um, in in, in a heathen context, which, like I said, we'll go into maybe in another episode. Um, And then again, the the yelp is the boast of saying, hey, I told you I would do this. Look at it. I did it. Okay. Now, we talked the last episode about the position or the the job of the Thula. And the Thula is there to challenge the Beot and basically remind the, the one giving their belt that they kind of may not be as cool as they think they are uh, to accomplish the task, kind of like how in Beowulf, when, you know, Beowulf gives his uh, belt to slay Grendel um, and uh, the duel uh, trying to remember his name but it's in the last episode, I apologize I can't remember his name right off the top of my head because I don't have it documented right down in front of me but, um the thula there, uh there is basically kind of whoa there, uh, Beowulf. You realize that you know Grendel's killed all these men before here, and 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 you're saying that you're going to be able to um, do this thing single-handedly. Are you sure about this? Are you are you really you know because you're uh, you look at look at what what's happened up to this point. So again, the the position is to kind of put in check and to regulate the. Um, bouts being given because again at this point it's kind of like hey guys you know you you, you've been drinking you may be not be thinking clearly watch what you're saying because once it's said um and and the lord of the hall sets the shield or the price uh for failing to fulfill the oath uh it's 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 added to the well at that point what what is said he said it it's, it's been confirmed. The Theula says, okay, he's, he's, he's serious. Then the Lord sets the shield and says, all right, well, if you haven't fulfilled this oath of yours, if you haven't done this certain thing, here's the, the, the price that you must pay for it. Yada, yada, yada. Um, it, it not only affects, you know, all this stuff, it, it not only affects the luck of the tribe, but it, more specifically, it craters or hurts your own worth in front of all these people because you said you were going to do something and then you failed to do it for whatever reason but again at that point once you're if you were not able to fulfill that that oath to you know or that that, that bail and you and you couldn't do it your worth has been damaged and now you're pretty much kind of set at the bottom of the table you're set at the low status at the next symbol among your tribesmen and everybody remembers that and looks at that right so, um, another uh, sumble myth, which I did not go over uh, that you may hear or see about uh, in the various circles, is that sumble can be done outdoors. okay? And uh, there's no way in, in, in no historical sources or context at all, in that this is the case. Um, sumble has to be done inside for it to be considered sumble. If you're just outside, you know around the bonfire campfire whatever drinking beer and stuff like that that's its own separate thing and there's a name for it and i can't think of it right off the top of my head even though i was told about it but there is a name for it um and it's basically it's cool it's great you can do that but it is not symbol okay um one of the kennings for symbol is hall joy which is an indication that it has to be done in indoors um around four walls and there's a there's there's metaphysical. Parts as to why that is, as well, because the there's there's this whole thing, uh, the the perception of how a well, how a literal well of water, like a water well uh, that contains water, how the well has surrounding uh, a structure surrounding it, walls around it, um, to contain the liquids that are within, to contain the 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 weird. That it houses and that sort of thing. So there's metaphysical elements that require Sumble to be have to have four walls surrounding it, or to have something surrounding it. It cannot be done just outside in the wide open. Okay. Um, so that that kind of covers the myths aspect. One of the other things that I had mentioned in the previous episode was about the the, the tradition or custom of gift giving during symbol, Um saying that it's you know kind of the lord of the hall that does it or initiates it starts it whatever um, and or that he may be the only one that sort of thing now he may not always be the one giving gifts um, it's normally structured for the lord of the hall to give gifts first to kind of start that whole process and then it can be followed by uh, the next kind of highest ranking individual When it's their turn, you know, so that there's there's a structure, there's a following uh, that is um, to be had when it comes to the gift giving. Um, Like I said, the Lord of the Hall will will typically start the process and then it can trickle down and and follow in suit with uh, the next in line um, as far as the ranking of their societal uh, positions. Right. Uh, And then finally, the the other thing that I had mentioned in the previous episode was about sumble being this sort of solemn, uh, and I, and I may have uh, given some sort of hint of or, or, or maybe made some sort of idea from people listening that solemn means somber, okay. Now my intent was not to make it sound that way, and I think that it may have come across that way because the, the what was noted to me about it was that it's not in the sense of Solemn, not in the sense of being somber, right? Um, it uh, it should be solemn to the extent of understanding that there's a purpose for the symbol ritual, um, that there are rules that should be not viol, that should not be violated, um, that there's a structure and there's a purpose for it, that sort of thing. So the solemnity could extend to the that level right of, of just respecting everything and and following the order of things but there's a lot of um historical uh resources and 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 uh you know parts that indicate that this is a very joyful and celebratory event you know it's it's basically like yes we're here to do this thing and we're here to, to you know accomplish certain things but have fun with it um again it was it was it was a the ambiance was that it was celebratory that you know we're here to celebrate we're here to have joy we're here to have a good time we're here to build frith and 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 maintain this uh, relationship with our you know with, with our tribe um Everyone. thanks for listening to the podcast thus far real quick i just wanted to call your attention to a really cool leather working company that i've come across in my perusings and travelings on the internet i'm um, talking about r and r leather and that's r ampersand r Leatherworks. okay this this company is um, uh, a they they make hand tooled stamped and laser engraved personal items Uh, These items include things such as wristbands, belt pouches, arm guards, uh, neck pendants, uh, key fobs, hair keeps, and other items. Uh, Their aesthetic includes things of a Celtic, Nordic, uh, even African-American, Aztec, Native American, etc. symbols. Um, And they have a really nice array of products. I encourage you guys to go check them out on Facebook. Um, just if you go into the Facebook search, type in R and then add the ampersand symbol R Leatherworks. I think there's a space in between the two R's, so you want to do R space ampersand space R Leatherworks. Uh, put that in the Facebook search. They don't have a face uh, website to check out, but you definitely check them out on Facebook. Um, you can also uh, reach them through their email address, which is R Varga8, that's R-V-A-R-G-A, the number 8, at gmail.com. You can also reach out to them through uh, phone contacts, which their number is 307-631-6230. Okay, they are based out of the United States, so most of their shipping and business consists of servicing folks within the United States domestic areas. However, I do know that they will consider providing products internationally there's just some extra shipping and you know incurred um on their products for the international shipment so reach out to them on facebook uh email them at rvarga eight at gmail.com and give them a call at 307-631-6230 for any of your leather working needs thanks guys let's get back to the podcast Alright, everybody. Hey, uh, apologies there for the, the last segment uh, before the commercial break, kind of cutting off abruptly. I guess I hit a time limit on the segment recording. Um, but you kind of got the dip, the gist. You know, it was basically uh, the solemnity of Sumble is uh, to the extent of you know, vo- not violating the rules, respecting the area, respecting the the lord and lady of the hall and then the, the attendees and all that kind of fun stuff but there's je- definite joy and celebra- celebration to be had in the sumble ritual okay so um kind of in in a, in a summation okay as we wrap up this uh this episode uh it, symbol is kind of like bloat you know um other in ha- and, and other aspects of of heathen praxis it's uh it serves a function in our worldview, um, sumble historically began as a ritual of the war band. Like I mentioned earlier, there was it was something reserved between the kings and their, his warriors and maybe some select nobles that were there. Um, and while commoners would kind of mimic aspects of it later, uh, later on, uh, Sumble itself serves to bind the fictive family. Of the war band in Frith, which is again, why there is um, the 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 Birla and why there is the Thula, and why there are certain of you know positions and and things happening is because um, there has to be structure. there has to be order for Frith to to be established. And it stems, you know one of the two sources or or two sources of, of Frith comes from, uh, blood and oath, you know, so, uh, the oath family needs a manner to create Frith and, orlog outside of blood, blood ties, you know, so if you are not blood kin and you are sworn family or, or oath family, there needs to, uh, there needs to be something in existence. There needs to be something that happens that um, creates frith between everyone and that is what Sumble is and that is how it is done it connects like I said earlier the weird and Orlog of the non homogeneous collection of people into a group identity you know um, the aspect of the well um, the, 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 the cup the central cup being the metaphysical representation of the well, the words spoken over it being the, the thread that, you know, is used to, um, you know, tie up on the needle and then the lady or the birala of the hall being the one that kind of weaves that or, or, or controls that, um, you know, it, it, it's 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 orlog it's it's connecting the luck of everyone together collectively to build on and and improve the overall luck of the tribe okay um, the group takes their weird and sets orlog you know they're their own individual weird they they, they take that and then it, it sets orlog for their collective identity for the tribe the Thaid, whatever it may be so it's a very in-depth thing guys it's it's one of the most important rituals and one of the most favorite rituals for a lot of heathens um, that practice and observe it in this way in this historical manner because there is a lot of stuff that you know backs up how it should be done in order for it to work okay now again uh let me just kind of wrap up everything this is this pretty much wraps everything up the stuff that i said in, in episode one of this uh how to stumble thing um like i said all of this stuff here today has pretty much just added to it clarified it um kind of put the nail in the coffin so to speak so um there's like i said there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of great sources um i'm going to have to go back and look like i said the, the lady with the mead cup uh by stephen paulington is one of the great sources you got beowulf Heimskringla. um there's some other uh, sources the gospel of saint luke through uh, the uh through the uh you know anglo-saxon stuff there's a lot of sources out there guys um to 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 glean from if this is the kind of approach that you want to take um like i said i'm not a historical heathen by any means i don't i don't practice heathenry myself hardcore recon historical heathen method okay but i love this historical stuff because i feel like it's it's how we can build into the future um it's how we can uh you know Establish new roots. We, we we take from the old and we use it to build into the new. All right. Um, so whatever your heathen practices are, whether it be you know Anglo-Saxon, Norse, Germanic, uh, Norse, Icelandic, uh, you know whatever your angle is, whatever your interest is, wherever you're, um, you know feel most tied to, um, do your research, uh, follow you know see what historical text you can come up with and and use it to help build a tradition that can be followed and continued on after we're no longer here to talk about it after i'm not here to speak on these podcasts after you're not here to listen there will be something that uh can be carried on down to document these things um however in whichever way you feel or see fit whether it's writing it down audio recordings whatever um that that's pretty much it guys so thank you so much again for uh following up with me and listening to to part two or episode two of uh, how to sumble. i hope it's been helpful for you i want to give a shout out to my anonymous uh assistant source uh i don't want to say assistant because the this individual uh, is, is not that he, um, out of the kindness of his heart um, and and seeing the passion that I have in wanting to learn these things and trying to get it accurate has helped me. Um, and I will leave this individual anonymous and simply call him the Thadesman. Uh, so thank you to the Thadesman for helping with clarifying uh, things about how to stumble. Thank, ev- thank you, uh, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Remember to please subscribe to Midgard Musings on YouTube, youtube.com slash Midgard Musings. Uh, click the bell for notifications once you subscribe to that channel, so that way you're notified every time I upload new content there. And also follow me on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Midgard Musings. Like the page, follow it. Join me live on Sunday nights at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time for a live discussion. Thank you all again so much for watching. Hail, or (laughs) watching, listening to me, uh, thinking that I'm on the YouTube channel now. But thank you all so much for listening uh, to me, guys, today. I I really and truly appreciate it. So I'm going to jump off of here now, wrap this up. Hail to each and every one of you. May your ancestors smile on you, and may the gods continue to walk with you.